Star one penny. Penny, I think you've muted yourself. Okay, I'm sorry. Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C., and I'm Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Today is Friday, December 24th, 2021, and this is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 155. We are on the third paragraph only. That's all we'll read today and share on, and it starts with, Being intrigued, however, he invited. Today's readers are Adele R., Penny E., Barbara E., uh, Holland is our backup, and the um, newcomer greeter will be Jason K., and the host for the second hour, Melissa C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, December 23rd, are these. 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 18,290-18290. In the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 18,291-18291. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals whose shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, as OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm now going to ask Adele R. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Adele. Good morning, Penny. Thank you. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adele. Uh, and now, Penny E., would you read the Twelve Traditions? Yes, good morning. Recovered Penny E. in South Jersey. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in manners affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name will never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Penny E. And now this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. And I will be timing everyone. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, we press star one to unmute. And once you are done, please let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 again to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 155, the third paragraph beginning with, Being Intrigued, However He Invited. And I'm going to ask Barbara E., to start the reading for us. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for this program that saved my life, and happy holidays. 
This is Barbara E. in New Jersey, I thought, if I didn't mention that. Being intrigued, however, he invited our friend to his home. Sometime later, and just as he thought he was getting control of this liquor situation, he went on a roaring bender. For him, this was the spree that ended all sprees. He saw that he would have to face his problem squarely, that God might give him mastery. And at the bottom of page 155, it says this refers to Bill's first visit with Dr. Bob. These men later became co-founders of AA. Bill's story opens the text of this book, and Dr. Bob leads the story section. Okay, well, up above on the page, when Bill spoke to Dr. Bob and tells Dr. Bob what he'd have him do, Dr. Bob thought the price seemed too high to pay to reveal to his patients that he was a drunkard when they, when they probably already knew it and make amends to each and every one of them. I too thought the price of disclosing to myself and to another and God my heinous behaviors and make mm-hmm. sincere amends to everyone. I think the line is unmuted. Uh, well, I didn't know if I'd be able to do that. But I saw no other choice. But that was later in my journey. I still thought, like Dr. Bob, I could control my volume compulsive overeating through another scheme. But it was an illusion I gladly but sadly bought into when they said I could eat in moderation. That was impossible. I was insane when it came to food. I ate all day and during the night. I was killing myself. When I started losing my eyesight due to my obesity, I certainly knew on some level this disease was destined to kill me. That's not me making the noise, by the way. When the neurologist suggested that I should have my jaw wired shut, I actually remember thinking, well, I'll be able to drink milkshakes. I clearly wasn't ready yet. I fit the definition of shame. Shame is fear that I don't deserve the connection with God and with other people. I'd never heard of Overeaters Anonymous, so I continued on my food journey. And finally, when a friend took me to an Overeaters Anonymous meeting, I knew I was home. I heard about the tools, my need for a sponsor to connect with every day. That's what I craved, a human connection. But she told me I'd have to be honest tell her all the foods that were causing me such problems, and especially the time of day that the extra food seemed to beckon to me, and to make three phone calls to a live person every day, and do what was called the Westminster Writings, and read the big book, and other OA and AA approved literature. And I thought, oh my goodness, what have I got myself into? But I'm so glad I did because I genuinely believe this program and the steps and the fellowship have saved my life by revealing my true self and continuing this never-ending journey of recovery and giving back by doing service. So once again, I have to thank you all for participating in my recovery and happy holidays and good health to everyone. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. 
And before I take a list of names of people who would like to share on this paragraph, just a reminder that we ask that if you've shared in the last two days, that means if you shared Wednesday or Thursday, um, we're asking that you uh, hold back and um, let other people's voice be, voices be heard. Okay, who would like to share then on this paragraph? Phil M. Hope what, B. First name with M, who's first name? Uh, Phil, short for Philomena. Okay, I'm going to just put Philomena. Is that okay? Sure, Penny. Okay. Great, Hope B. Was it Jason K? And uh, Larry. Rick Larry. J. Okay. And who was Hope. after Larry? Rick J. Rick J. Okay. Hope B. Hope. Was it Hope? I think it was. Okay. Anyone else? I have Philomena, Larry, Rick, and I believe Hope. Anyone else? Well, let's Devorah start. S. Devorah S. Devorah. Thank you, Devorah. All right. Let's start back with uh, Philomena M. Go, go ahead, Philomena. Thank you very much, Penny. <clears throat> My name is Phil. Short for Philomena, um, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland, and um, it's awesome to be here today. Um, being intrigued, however, he invited our friend to his home sometime later, and just as he thought he was getting control of his liquor situation, he went on a roaring bender. Well, that happened to me. Um, I was turning 60, and I was getting to the heaviest weight I'd ever been, uh, which is uh, 16 and a half stone, around 261 pounds. Um, not stone, as I've said here in the past. Um, so, But if it had been possible to get to 261 stone, I have no doubt I would have gone there in my disease. Um, and uh, my children had booked a little holiday uh, for us all for my 60th birthday, and I was desperate desperate to get um, abstinent and um, my sponsor bless her heart she rang me and the kindest words I ever heard were I thought it was time I gave you a ring when the truth was it was way past time that I should have been ringing her that kindness brought me the abstinence and I was abstinent a week before the holiday and we had a lovely holiday all together the whole family because my mind wasn't fixated on on chocolate and sweets and where I could get it and where I can hide it and why wasn't I getting enough. And, you know, it was just miraculous. However, three months in, I was qualifying then to uh, sponsor and the fear of sponsoring sent me back into the food. I thought I was getting it, but I, was, I, I wasn't. And that was when I discovered the uh, vision way to do it. And it was a message of depth and weight. I had to give up all the sugar, not even leave a tiny bit um, in the ingredients, at least while I was working through the steps. And that gave me an abstinence that I could rely on, that, that felt strong. Um, it got rid of food dreams for me, you know, which were really, are now a red light for me if I have those. 
So it's been an amazing journey and this message of depth and weight is special and does bring us a life beyond our wildest dreams. Connection with friends, connection with our higher power. That's what Bob needed to find. That's what I needed to find. Abstinence is not the most important thing in my life, bar nothing. The connection with my higher power, the connection with uh, my fellows in this programme is without a doubt. And I wish everyone happy holidays, whatever your, whatever your faith or none. Um, and that was that I'll pass. Thank you, Phil M. from Northern Ireland. And next we have Larry Kay. Hey, Penny, good morning. It's uh, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. And uh, so good to hear you, Penny, always. You know, um, I, it takes me back uh, to early... Early in uh, early in my inter- walking into the rooms for the very first time, and and I began, you know, to identify in, and I slowly began to be introduced to just what I was up against and um, and what this practical program of, of of spiritual action was about. But it was it was really new, and uh, I was still, you know, uh, somebody that was just trying to make sense of it all. I suppose I can relate to where he was as well, and. Um, and 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 I really uh, was. I think when I look back, I was treating this uh, program of action kind of like a salad bar, if you will. I'll have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now that over there, no, 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 <laughs> none of that for me. Um, certain amends and different things, you know. Uh, I that that's that's not. I don't enjoy that stuff. Uh, I'll have more of this over here. And so, you know, I really wasn't following uh, a program of spiritual action at that point. And um, so in any case, uh, yeah, I went on a roaring bender. <laughs> there, was, there was no question about it. And, um, and, and it wasn't pretty uh, at all. And, um, and so I, th- I think what happens is, is that when we're, when we're ready, it's different for all of us, but when we're ready to trust the process of this, I think uh, that's what happened with uh, Alexa, Dr. Bob, so forth. Of course, he was associated with the Oxford group. He knew a little bit, but... Perhaps there weren't amends that he was going to be wanting to make, but when he when he did that, um, and when we get to that point, and uh, you know we hit that bottom, and we're ready, then we're ready to take certain steps. And when we do that, uh, we have some sort of transformation, spiritual in nature, and that's what happened to me. And yes, we can we can rest our laurels. That can happen to us too along the way. It's, it certainly happened to me. But if we stay uh, focused on this program of action, we can stay in alignment with our higher power and sober today. And for that, I'm grateful. With that, I pass. Thanks, Penny. Thank you, Larry Kay from Chicago. And next we have Rick J. Uh, good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And, um, you know, I'm looking at the, you know, he, uh, he went on a roaring bender and, you know, in, in the paragraph before that, you know, I love it. It's like a spiritual experience he conceded was absolutely necessary, but, <laughs> you know, and that was me. Um, yeah, that sounds really good. Uh, spiritual experience. That's, that's very necessary. You know, what, what a wonderful world you're painting there. And, and I know that's really working for you and that's going to work for me probably, but, the price high. Um, I wasn't willing 
to go to any length to get what you had. And that's why it took me 20 years to get two years of abstinence. You know, there was that but there. Um, and I had definitely had to go um, from yes, but to yes, sir. And what I have today is a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. Um, the, uh, there's a, there is another bottom out there. If I stop working this program, I have to do this work if I want to have recovery. That spiritual awakening that I finally have experienced, I'm not going to let it go by that first fight. I don't even need that first fight. I have everything I need in a higher power. That's the effect that I look for today, and I'm willing to go to any lane to keep it. So there is a roaring bender out there because I am not cured. If I put those substances in my body, I am going to relapse, and, and then I'm going to be powerless and back in the food. But I have a connection with my higher power today. So now I'm just very grateful that a spiritual experience is absolutely necessary and I'm willing to go to any length to keep it. But that's really all I wanted to share. Thank you. Thank you, Rick J. And now I'm going to check and see, is there a, someone named Hope who gave her name? Yes, this is Hope B. from um, San Diego, California, rainy San Diego, California. Um, and this paragraph really spoke to me. My roaring binder happened... Um, basically after COVID and I lost my sponsor and for like a year, I was just stark, mad, crazy. Um, I'm diabetic. Um, at one point my blood sugar went up to 470 and I ended up in the hospital went on insulin and whatever, you know, so that was my boring bender. I, I had a sponsor at that time. I lied to her. I, I did everything I could. Um, she ended up firing me. Um, now I have a new sponsor. Um, I have nine months of um, abstinence now. Um, so that was my roaring binder. Um, and I'm just recently started to sponsor. And um, that this this paragraph t- tells of um, Bill's and Bob's. Um, I mean, being their first sponsorship that they had um, and how we as sponsors invite our protégés into our home either by letting them make phone calls to us or by even inviting them into the home. Um, So with some of my sponsees, there are situations where they go on roaring vendors and we just have to help them through those, those, those times. So um, with that, I'll pass. Um, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hope B. in California. Devorah S., good morning. Yeah, hi. Good morning, Penny and everyone on this line. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And Wow, so here we are ascribing me again, <laughs> you know, how often I went on this, um, you know, really being good, really being good with my diet and then 
something happened and it, it, it just blew. I went on a roaring bed there. And, you know, and I have to say that the last time that happened to me in program, you know, it wasn't with the food, but it was with my emotional recovery, you know, just not being able to, you know, not working the steps, not working the steps and losing control with my emotions and, and attacking everybody and just being out of, <clears throat> excuse me, and being out of sorts, not seeing my part in things, getting the ball rolling and not taking responsibility. And that's a horrible place to be in program, knowing that there's a solution here in the step, holding on to dear life to abstinence, but not, but not surrendering. Um, and that was for me, that roaring bender. And I had to get on my knees over here and just surrender to these steps. And, 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 and work them because I too was like using it as a salad bar, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that and, you know, not doing the whole thing. But when I came to that conclusion, when I came and, and, and cried out, you know, enough already, you know, I just had to follow these directions. That's when the miracles happen. And that's when I was able to, to, to get that connection with the higher power and, and live it each day. And live it each day. And each day brings me another opportunity where I get to see, um, you know, what God wants for me today. Um, And it's all by just, you know, waking up in in the morning, surrendering to God and to seeking his will throughout the day. And, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that spree. I'm grateful for that, that God gave me that. Because otherwise, I'd still be there floundering, you know. So all of you out there who's still trying to get this thing, you know, pray for that gift of, 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 of that spree that's going to end all sprees because it really is. It brought me down here. It brought me here, you know, to be able to, to just surrender and let God take care of, of, of me and, and everything around me. And, you know, just so grateful. And um, I wish you all a very happy holiday to you all, and um, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Devorah S. And um, before I take more names, just a reminder that we are on page 155, the third paragraph, being intrigued, however, is the beginning. And that um, if you've shared in the last, two days, and Wednesday or Thursday, we ask you just to hold back and uh, let someone else's voices be be heard. So who would like to continue the sharing? Hiya, Pete. Melissa C. Okay, Pete B. Melissa. Hiya, Pete. Who is it, P? Hiya. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to spell it. C. C-H-A-Y-A, but you can pronounce it like you're saying hello. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, Nancy C. Nancy C. Susan T. Susan T. And one more for now. Katie B. Is it Katie B as in ball? Yes. yes. ADB. Okay, so here's what I have, who I have, Pete B, Melissa C, Kaya, Haya, Haya P, Nancy C, Susan T, and Katie B. 
Okay, go ahead, Pete, please. Hey, good morning, Penny. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm in Pennsylvania. Thanks for taking the meeting. It's really good to hear you this morning, and uh, uh, really, really, uh, really great to be here. And thanks for calling on me. Yeah, you know, like you know, it, it's it, it's you know just another indication, right? Like to me, you know, like Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob is a praying ass member of the Oxford group when Bill goes to see him, right? Everybody knows he's a drunk. Bill comes and lays his information on him from Dr. Silkworth, rocks his world, right? He's walking around. He's helping drunks in this period of time, not buying into the, 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 the full requirements or the full, uh, you know, the full program as it, as it was outlined at that time by Bill, and, and what is it what, that convinces him to jump in, right? Not, not Bill's eloquence, not Bill's, you know, lengthy explanation, not his praying in the Oxford group. The, food, the alcohol was the convincer, right? We're, but Dr. Bob is, wasn't done until he was done, right? The, the, the final straw, the final convincer was the alcohol. Right? Pain drove him into doing the program, right? Pain, that's what happened. Like, you have to be driven into surrender, right? It doesn't come from making three phone calls a day, right? It doesn't come from being on the, you know, the apron strings of a sponsor. It comes from desperation, and the desperation comes from the food, right? We got to be driven into surrender, and we don't, the only way to do that, not by virtue, it's by circumstance. Right? Food drives us into that point. Right? And I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for the recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous who told me you have got to have the courage to stand on your own two feet. Right? I don't need to come in here and repeat what everybody says, embrace the language, embrace the stories, embrace the things that aren't in the textbook, that aren't in the literature. Right? I could blaze, I could blaze a path from the understanding of what's in this textbook, which hasn't been changed in four different versions and doesn't need changing, doesn't need new stories, doesn't need new analogies, doesn't need new this, that, or the other thing. It's, it's in perfect format. Follow what it says, and you'll get what it says, right? It, there's no mystery to it. There's no mystery into doing what we have to do, right? When it says stop, stop. When it says pray, pray. When it says write, write. I'm so grateful, man. I walk a free man today with pride and dignity, with everything in me that the creator put in me, in the correct proportions that they're supposed to be. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pete B. from Pennsylvania. And uh, Melissa C. in New York, you're next. Hi, good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and, um, yeah, right, it's the food that, that's the great convincer, not people telling me that um, that to do it, do it, do it. Um, I actually had to have the pain of, of, of the last few bites. And, you know, I think, like, what was intriguing um, for Bob here was that Bill was sober and shared that it wasn't willpower, right, that it was God's power 
that he was relying on. And I think, like, what could be more intriguing than that? To someone who had tried, you know, we know he had tried the spiritual approach, but I know for myself, like, I tried everything. And when I came to OA, you know, I was intrigued, too. I had, like, lots of questions and lots of, like, this sort of excitement and curiosity because there was a room full of people who were happy and friendly and look, and by the way, they were thin, and out of their mouths came all my crazy stories, and I couldn't believe it. Like, and they weren't taking, they weren't taking credit for their transformations. They didn't shove a diet in my face and tell me how great they were. They didn't preach. They didn't talk down to me. They were just calm and clear, and they handed me a set of directions that I could follow, so I never had to rely on my own insufficient power again. And yet, yet, just like him, I thought I was getting control of my food situation. So like like all of us here, yeah, I don't want to do some of that stuff. You know, I thought um, I could choose what I wanted to do. And because I was having some control over my food situation, I thought I don't have to do all the things that they were doing. You know, but for me, I had a roaring bender. And you know, our roaring, the word roaring bender almost sounds like exciting, that there's something, like, fun about it, and yet there's nothing fun. Like, at the end, the eating is horrific, it's painful, it's disgusting. You know, for me, it was fistfuls of cereal, it didn't taste good, it wasn't funny, it wasn't yummy, it was humiliating. And, you know, so I have to face my problem squarely, squarely. And what I saw was that, you know, my reputation was far less important than my integrity. And I think that's what this is about, you know, because it matters much less what others believe about me. Um, And I laugh as I say that because I've been in bondage all my life about the opinions of others. But that's what this program requires, that I am less interested in what others think about me and what matters primarily is my relationship with God. And when I face my problems squarely, I put my reputation aside and I start living with integrity. And that keeps me sober. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And next we have Haya P. Good morning, Haya. We can't hear you. Okay, now I'm unmuted. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is, can you hear me now? You can yes. hear me, right? Okay, great. Hi, everybody. This is Chaya P. I live in Colorado. I'm very gratefully recovered from compulsive overeating, bulimia, and restricting. Really glad to be here, even though it's 5 in the morning, 5.30 now. Um, I really appreciate all the shares. Welcome to anyone who's new. Um, I call this time, I, years ago in AA, they, they called this time the Bermuda Triangle, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know, and um, and then the prophecy, you know, that the rooms will get full and the phone lines will get full um, in about a week and uh, in a week and a few days and then around February it'll fizzle out and um, hopefully with God's grace um, we will all still be here. Um, and you can, and that's the beauty of this program. There's such amazing fellowship here. The reading, what the reading really kept like reminding me of was later on when we 
um, or when we when we read about the family about uh, working with others um, about you know making a friend and um, one thing I know is that I can't convince somebody um, to um, surrender the food's going to do that as it's been said and um, you know I've heard the acronym for God gift of desperation and as someone said earlier and I think that that's what brings that's what brought me um, to to various surrenders along the way Um, and and I've seen that with others and so the most important thing for me is to have um, make sure that the relationships I make with people along the way um, are um, friendly and so that I'm always a call that they know they can make and say, okay, now I'm ready. Um, And they still may not be ready, and that's okay, because, again, I can't do it. But when the food does it, (laughs) and it does it, there's, like, nothing you can do to stop someone, right, from from getting recovery. And that's the beauty. Um, It's a self-diagnosis, and then we get to lose self in the process of the solution and I'm just very very grateful to be um, just to have been graced with this program and um, amazing sponsorship and um, and I'm just really glad to be here thanks so much with that I'll pass thank you Haya that was Haya P from Colorado Nancy C Good morning, everyone, my great family. This is Nancy C., gratefully recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and happy holidays to everyone. Really grateful to be sharing this morning. And as what um, stuck out to me was the thought he was getting control of his liquor situation. You know, how many times did I think I had control? How many times did I think I had this lift? And that spree that ended all sprees for me was really a slow burn. It was a summer of binging uncontrollably controllably, and always wanting to stop and the food kept calling me back. And it wasn't until I finally got to the point of that desperation that I found recovery. And today I'm thinking of um, somebody aptly said the other day that this is really hurricane season for people like me because there's so much going on and there's so much for liberty and and merriment and and isolation and loneliness and family and presence and feeling despondent um, that I have to continue to work this program diligently and stay close to the program that I can't let it go because it's a holiday I can do one less thing or I can do something a little different that I need to be on guard and I need to work this program like my hair's on fire, just like when I first was getting recovered, so that I can stay in fit spiritual condition, not only so that I save my recovery, but I can save somebody who might pick up the call and pick up the phone and call me today. A lot going on, a lot to be grateful for. I'm grateful for every one of you. And if you're new, just keep coming back. Hold on to somebody and get through the holidays. This is a gift beyond any holiday could bring me. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy C. And next we have Susan T. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm Susan T. And I am 
um, a fairly newly recovered compulsive overeater and I am so grateful for it. I've been in OA for a very long time and um, so many times I thought I had control of the food only to uh, relapse and, you know, um, really get into the food. And the word is uh, control. I thought I had control and that's the opposite of, of what I had. I had no control. I have no control. Um, you know, it says it in the steps, you know, that um, our life has become unmanageable and, and that was me. Um, I was powerless. Um, and so I had gone through sponsors and lied my way and, and, and used the correct words and phrases and, you know, BS my way, excuse my language, um, through the steps and picked and chose what I thought would work and said, oh, I don't want to make amends. That, that's a hard one. I'll do this one, but not that one. Um, um, and it wasn't until I surrendered um, and gave up that control that I found recovery and was willing to follow the steps um, in the big book. And there are days where I still try to take control and um, say, mm, I don't want to go on a meeting. I don't want to share on a meeting. I don't want to do service in that way. I don't want to reach out to newcomers. Or, um, But I do. I, um, every single day, I do. I, I pray to God. Um, and ask him, what is, what is your will for me? You know, direct me in the right um, way. I got home really late last night and got on a meeting at 10 o'clock. I'm in Chicago um, and made some outreach texts because it was so late and went back and forth with a newcomer. That was great. And, and that recovery, you know, maybe I helped her, maybe I didn't, um, but it helped me get out of my head and out of, you know, trying to be self-seeking, controlling, and living in my anxiety that I've been having over some issues. I mean, it, it's really just been God's hand in my life has been so powerful. Um, and I've, since I recovered, I've had the gift of working with two potential sponsees, but it didn't work out, and 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 that's okay. You know, we had some conversation, and... Um, they're, they're just not ready in it. It just makes me continue to, uh, when I do my 11th step at night, include, the, include them in my prayers that they be given someday the graces that I've been given when they're ready. Because I know for over a decade, I wasn't ready. I did it my way. I ran away. I lied. I did all that stuff. But when I was finally ready, when the food just beat me down, <clears throat> what are you doing, Susan? You got to get out of this. That's when I finally took the hand of God and, you know, have had, you know, a sponsor over the summer and then uh, had another sponsor this past late October that I finally was just like, okay, okay, on my knees, I'm surrendering. And I thank God for that gift every day. And I'm so happy about, you know, how it's affected my relationships in a good way, how I am at work. I'm a very different person today uh, than I was just, you know, a few months ago. Um, and so I want to thank everybody for this meeting and, um, yeah, yeah, just gratitude. I am so grateful and Merry Christmas to everybody. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Susan T. Katie B. Hi, good morning. This is Katie B. from New York. Gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. I'm trying to set a timer, but I don't think it's okay. So, um, good morning, everybody. So, I'm looking at the last sentence 
uh, he'd have to face his problem squarely that God might give him mastery. And I was thinking, like, what does that mean? And I thought about the way I used to face my problems when I was in my disease. I'm like, I faced them all the time. All I did was think about my problems. I, like, lived in self-pity. <laughs> I lived in trying to figure out my problems and think about them all the time. So was that facing my problems? And I, no, right? So facing my problems, what are my real problems? So first, that I have a physical allergy and that for me, there are certain foods and behaviors that I'm not going to be able to partake in if I want to be recovered. Um, and my biggest problem is that I am powerless, totally powerless. Um, I kept thinking that I was going to achieve mastery, right? It says God might give me mastery. I kept thinking I was going to achieve or obtain my own mastery of this through my own will, that I was going to figure this out with a new diet, with a new plan, with a new self-help book, with more information. Whatever I thought the plan was, um, I, Katie, am going to figure this out. Um, and when I finally realized through this program, through, um, through my fellows, through this book, that I'm not going to master anything, um, that was true freedom. Like I've been trying to be my own master this whole time, and really I've just been a slave to food. I've been in bondage to my own brain. Um, and when I realized that I want to let my higher power be in charge, um, I will be graced. I will be graced with a reprieve from my compulsive eating um, once I realize I can't grant it to myself um, and then I work these steps and I get to God. And so I, I really think I've always overlooked that sentence and I love it today. I'm grateful that we did this today. I wish you all a beautiful day and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Katie B. And we have time for at least three, maybe four more people to share. Who would like to come on and share on that paragraph? Beth Kathy B. from Pennsylvania. Kathy B., is it, as in Bob? No, C, as in Kat. Kat. Kathy C. Who else? Beth Z. from Pennsylvania. And I need to ask your first name again. Beth, B-E-T-H. Beth, okay. And next, do we have one, at least one more person? Janice P.M. M. Janice P.M. We're going to start with Janice P.M. and then see how much time we have. So we're going to go to Kathy C. now. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Thank you, everyone, for your shares. This has been so enlightening. Um, so here, you know, me too, I was intrigued, right? Like, I wanted to see what this was all about. I was hesitant. I was resisting. I didn't actually want to admit I was a true compulsive overeater or maybe like you out there. I really thought I was unique. I really thought I could control it next time, just a little bit more tweaking, maybe here, maybe there. You know, I didn't understand the gravity or what it really was that I was suffering from, right? What was the true source of my suffering? I thought it was just because I was vain and, 
you know, um, I had super like taste buds, you know, it's like, I need to find the perfect plan, the perfect food. So it won't entice me. But uh, here, I love, I love how it says he thought he was getting control. And that was me. That's, that's the insidious idea that I think I can do this by myself. Um, but I couldn't. And I thought, you chose again. Look what you did. You chose again. How did you choose? You know, remember, like, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't choose this. This is, this is that powerlessness. Like, who would choose this? I didn't choose this. It, it was there. It was there. And, you know, what I thought I wanted to get mastery, right? It, it's me trying to, you know, trying to get this. That's the insanity of it. I can actually thought I can actually change this. Like, what? Like a mistake happens maybe once or twice, but I was compulsively eating and binging and starving like for over 10 years. Like, really? I really had to see what I was up against. And here they told me, it, it, you know, I was playing God. First thing I had to do was quit playing God. And I had to see how I was playing God in my life. I had to give examples, working with a sponsor. Okay, how are you playing, you know, God? Let's see, is this true? And then once I did see the truth about it, then there was like this light that came in, the darkness. And from there, from there it began. Just that, you know, that, that we call it willingness, but it's for me just to see, just to see how this, this is, this is bigger than me. I need a power greater than me. And here we talk about God, a higher power. And yep, that's all I have. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy C. And um, Beth. I don't have your last initial. My last initial is Z, as in Victor. Thank you. Thank you. Beth Z from Pennsylvania, gratefully recovering today and happy to be on the line. Uh, I've read this paragraph today and uh, got a lot out of it, as usual. Uh, This has been my first year, winding up my first year in vision. And it has been a journey that I'm very, very happy and grateful for. And I have made great progress. And uh, I've had long periods of abstinence for me this year, as well as a couple of slips. And I do relate to the line about just as he thought he was getting control of his food situation, he went on still another vendor. And... I, uh, you know, I have to admit I did that. Um, so I speak to those on the line who, who are still struggling, and I, I'm still here, and I come every day, and that is what I can pass on to others. Um, the message, uh, it, the program is working for me as long as I face my problems squarely. And um, facing problems squarely for me means to look at them head on and also it means the uh, responsibility lies squarely on me and um, not my sponsor not anyone else this recovery is between me and my higher power only and um, I have learned about my lack of power and the only way that I'm going to be able to get the power is to um, is to find my connection with a higher power, with a power greater than myself. And that is what the big book is. That's what the big book's about, finding, helping people find a solution uh, and finding a higher power. 
Um, so I had to search for the weak spots in my recovery plan. And one of the weak spots that I found was that I, I was not willing to make a phone call when I was tempted to eat. And that's a really bad problem. And I had to overcome that. And that is one of the messages that I wanted to tell people that this, you know, one problem at a time has to be looked at and unblocked. Um, yesterday, I had the good fortune to speak to a step 10 partner who told me a story about finding an old big book at a thrift store. And when she opened it, she found the words written, any questions, read the book. <laughs> and doesn't that just say it all? Anytime anyone is confused, you turn to the big book. All your questions and problems have an answer. And you can find them in that book. And it is divinely written. And I believe I am very lucky to have found it. So thank you all for being here. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Beth V. And Janice PM, we have just two minutes. Do you Can you do your share in two minutes? If you stop me, I would be able to do that. <laughs> Thank you, Janice P. I'm recovered in Massachusetts. Nothing new that I have to say except that, you know, just when I think, when I think that I can control my eating or my life, that's when the problem starts. And it doesn't start with the food. It starts in my mind, in my thinking. You know, treating my problem with a diet or certain foods is not the solution because I, I have a problem, I have a mind problem, but I have a spiritual problem. And the spiritual problem cannot be um, resolved and solved with, a, with a, a physical solution. It has to be solved with action of my spiritual, a spiritual solution. That's why... You know, I have to put aside my, my fears, my pride, and um, because I'll never be free. I'll never be free because this is a roaring, roaring progressive disease leading to illness and death. And if I don't, I'm going to get there, I really, because I've been there two times uh, for one reason or another, some stupid reason. Treating this, my problem is more serious than just not eating. And uh, when we uh, get, when we rely and we trust, that's the, pro that's the solution. And depending on a higher power, it will be solved for one day. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. Thank you to everyone who shared and everyone who attended this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Friday, December 24th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 18,295-18295. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I'm going to ask Janice, are you able to come back on and read that? Page 164 for us. Glad to, absolutely. Page 164. Okay. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him 
in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. Say to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.